0: to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I'm on tonight by Zoom with Dr. Millicent Ravello, parachuting in from the east side of Los Angeles. How are you doing, Millicent?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? Good evening.
0: I'm good. I'm back from the ASAPs meeting.
1: That's right. You were just in San Diego for the past five days getting your ASAPs on.
0: I'll tell you what, you know, I thought I was gonna to get to enjoy San Diego a little bit more than I did. It was oh, yeah. uh, it was so busy. There was so much stuff going on.
1: And you know, I'm really I'm I'm upset. I missed it, but not really, because I was actually on vacation, which I haven't done in forever in a day. But usually I'm also at the ASAPS meeting. ASAPS is our aesthetic society meeting, which happens annually. And it's usually a great show and a meeting I love going to. And this year it was in San Diego. So I missed it, but you were there representing for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. So thank you.
0: I do want to mention that, uh, and you're welcome, but I do want to mention that the ASAPS is now calling itself the Aesthetic Society.
1: The Aesthetic Society. ASAPS was, uh, gosh, let me see if I can remember that acronym. <laughs> As, uh, Associ- Aesthetic Society Association <laughs> no, of Plastic American Surgeons. American Society.
0: <laughs> Start again. Start over.
1: American Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons,
0: right? I think it's the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery is what I believe the acronym stood for, mm. but it's over now. It's now, now it's the, aesthetic Society. the Aesthetic
1: Society. And that's just to differentiate between reconstruction surgery and, and aesthetic surgery. There's kind of two branches in plastic surgery, and the majority of us do a little bit of both, or maybe we skew one side or the other. Um, and so the... ASPS is the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, and that sort of encompasses the entire breadth of plastic surgery. And then there is this separate society, which is the aesthetic society, and that's geared really only to aesthetic surgery, so cosmetic surgery, breast implants, facelifts, rhinoplasty. Although they have recently introduced aesthetic breast reconstruction, which I think is really cool. So now it does talk about breast reconstruction as well from an aesthetic standpoint, how to make breast reconstruction even more aesthetic. So that's what this meeting is about. It's usually a great meeting. So tell me about it. How, how was it? What did you do?
0: Well, we teed off with a little uh, rhinoplasty society meeting first. So mm-hmm. that started off on Wednesday. And uh, that was an incredible meeting. So I just want to go on record that at the end of that meeting, like all the presentations really were top notch. It was one of the best rhinoplasty meetings I've been to. Nice. I mean, just coming off the Bergamo meeting, which was amazing. This was even more focused and directed. And at the end of the meeting, the president, uh, who is uh, Larry Berkowitz, his guest speaker was Ron Gruber, who is a genius and a genius rhinoplasty surgeon, plastic surgeon, great guy. He's a physicist, gave an incredible talk he He just was he was really just astute and dialed in and you know pithy and j- just a smart dude and then I had
1: a talk from a physicist that's interesting
0: well he's he's a plastic surgeon right. and a, a great rhinoplasty surgeon he really invented these Gruber sutures, which we all use and uh, lots of other people take credit for them fairly regularly um which drives me a little bit crazy as you <laughs> might imagine um but uh it's just a smart, smart guy. And after Gruber, Roland Daniel gave a summary of his career and what worked mm. for him
1: That's and how cool. he came
0: to do the first free flap and how he came up with tip suturing. And when we did our dice cartilage and fascia grafts, and, you know, onto preservation rhinoplasty and what he's going to do, you know, with the rest of his life, it just, it was it was really great. I mean, Rollins, obviously my mentor for many years, we published together you know, some very powerful papers. Uh, but on top of that, uh, his, his talk was great. He was very, you know, just he's humble and, and brilliant and just gave a great lecture. It was awesome.
1: That's really cool. I'm glad that you had all those really powerful people speaking. That's really important.
0: But wait, there's more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because after that. Mark Castanti, uh, Ash Gavami, and Rod Rorick all spoke about the late Jack Sheen. Oh wow. Who wrote okay. the first book, Aesthetic Rhinoplasty. Wow. And though we really credit Jacques Joseph with the you know creation of the modern day specialty of rhinoplasty, and there are many others who've contributed, and Jacques Joseph is just one of them. Jack Sheen was really the one who summed it up and brought it home for people in the modern era and it was great to hear from them i mean marcus Danchin was like he worked with them all the time and knew him really well and and it was just really it was great so that was like it was like a triple whammy of uh ron gruber roland daniel jack sheen all clear giants in
1: right, the field right. of rhinoplasty oh that's really cool yeah that's quite the powerhouse
0: so it was great. Anybody who's into rhinoplasty was just like, awesome. <laughs> then we did the course on Friday, which I ran the rhinoplasty course with Jamil Ahmad. Uh, the two of us were the co-directors, and I guess we're doing it again next year in Miami. <laughs> and I got to say, we got some great speakers. It was a lot of fresh faces, a lot of fresh topics, and it it was really educational. I learned a lot. I love learning while I'm speaking. I mean, that's sort of the ultimate.
1: And this was a whole day dedicated to rhinoplasty it was a rhinoplasty symposium.
0: Well, there was a, the, the symposium started at uh, eight o'clock and went till one thirty or two o'clock. And then there was the cadaver lab after that.
1: Got it. Got it. And so what did it you speak day. on? What was your, what were your topics?
0: I did septal reconstruction. Uh, and then I did the analysis lecture. And then, you know, everybody had one or two lectures, but I got to say the, just some of my, uh, my colleagues really knocked it out of the park. They were incredible lectures. I thought, uh, Steinbacher did a great job. I thought that Aaron cousins and Dino did uh great jobs. It, it was, it was just an amazing, you know, Rod Rorick, of course, always delivers. We had, we had great speakers. It was really, it was awesome. And, uh, it, it, so where it,
1: where do you go for the cadaver lab part of it? Because
0: they've got a room like sectioned out with like a lot of heads hanging around.
1: In the convent in the San Diego Convention Center. There were cadaver heads. Oh yeah. Hmm.
0: You just roll them <laughs> up and back and that's the way it goes. <laughs> Maybe they brought them in a duffel bag or something. The convention
1: staff were like, "What are we doing here?"
0: <laughs> totally. Wait, are, I thought we were just Wait, having like, these... you know some exhibits. Like yeah. these are dead people. These are dead like, heads. Yes. Totally. Yes, please,
1: thank you. Can you just line them up over there? Thank you.
0: <laughs> so it was awesome. I mean, it was really cool. And then, uh, you know, then Friday the meeting started. The meeting proper started. I went to a bunch of facelift stuff and. I uh, did some, uh, eyelid stuff, a lot of fat grafting, uh, some breast stuff. I, and, and st- it's all things that are kind of in our com. you know, we're, we're in the conversation, you and me, like, we're mm-hmm. always talking about it. We're on it. We're, you know, we are not, you know, like, Whoa, that's, you know, earth shattering. People are actually using fat grafting for breaths and, you know, it's not that way. Um, so, so that was kind of cool. And, uh, but the, the facelift stuff was great. And I'm just going to tell you this, and I, and I don't want to sound like a total zealot, but I probably will. <laughs> you know, the complications that these guys are talking about with facelifts, and this is just, you know, this is just between you and me and the wall.
1: And, and the podcast listeners.
0: Yeah, but that's just our podcast listeners. Not everybody's listening. You know, the people that, that count, I think, are really listening to this podcast. I'll tell you about who's listening in a second you know a lot of the complications they're having are non-existent with the deep plane facelift
1: which we have talked about at length a bit on this podcast uh, the deep plane facelift yeah, a lot which which clearly we are fans of because we have talked about it a lot um but tell us a little bit about what you mean by the complications
0: so there's a whole like like a whole section on Lateral sweep and problems with draping of the skin and vectoral problems with you know the neck. And I'm going like, yeah, just do a deep plane facelift. Yeah. That won't happen. <laughs> if you did a deep plane facelift, you wouldn't have that problem. And I think it, it's kind of odd because, like, you know, like all of our colleagues at Roxbury, like we're sort of deep. Playing face like it's like no question like we love the be plane it's safe yeah. it's easy it's a f- so effective it's so effective you know that's what we're training our fellows on you know i i i, I don't know it's just pretty odd to sit there and, and say well that you don't need to have those complications but like i i obviously couldn't say that because they were you know they're talking about you know smash flaps and plication and there was a presentation by a very brave surgeon who I will uh, not name on this podcast, but he gave a whole summary of like a disaster complication that he had yeah. with a sm- with a mass placation, like disaster. Oh. And, and I felt for him, everyone in the audience was sitting there going, like, Oh, 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 and I don't know why he had these problems. You know, he, his thinking was that placation was easier to do. And would be safer, and he could get the result that he wanted and he had multiple he had like multiple nerve injuries i huh. mean like and bilateral huh and I just sat there going, "Oh my god, oh I don't know how he's dealing with it and and he said it was hard, and he he stood by them, and he you know he sought the advice of his colleagues and you know, everybody thinks that these operations all go smoothly for everybody. They don't.
1: It, it, no, there is inherent complications with any surgery in the best of hands. And unfortunately, sort of yeah. the name of the game.
0: And and how you handle them is the key. That was a, another big take home message from what he did.
1: Well, the fact that he even was presenting it is, is courageous, I think is a good word to put that, because most of us just want to sweep our complications under the rug, but to present them and face them and discuss them and talk about why they happened and why hopefully they won't ever happen again is really the key to these complications. That's why we have our M&M conferences and surgery training, our morbidity and mortality conferences. What kind of mistakes did we make and how can we learn from them so that we and hopefully others won't do the same mistake again?
0: hundred percent. And it was, it was a a very courageous presentation, but you know, it's hard when you're sitting there listening to it going like, well, just do a deep plane facelift. And I just don't think it's on the radar screen. It'll get there. It's on the radar for us.
1: Yeah. Wait till next year. Probably a whole panel on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they won't invite us. they they definitely want the Beverly Hills guys are always like, Oh, don't invite them. You know, they oh, just, yeah, they do more, more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever. I, I don't really care. You know, they, they have their favorites and all their people that they, they like to you know put up there. But I mean, I think they should, you know, you, you should take a look around what's going on in the, in the country. I, I, I think that the weakness of that meeting was first, there was nobody there, you know, it wasn't well attended the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and number two, there's just a lot of competing meetings, you know, like they're just, there's a lot of meetings. ASAPs has a lot of meetings. Like there's a lot of like competing meetings that just make you go like, "Eh, I don't need to go that I'm going to go to my thing. You know, I'm going to go to the rhinoplasty society. I'm going to go to whatever. So I think that, that, you know, the aesthetic society sort of has to find its focus a little bit more and they got to get their members into it. You know, the, 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 the membership doesn't really benefit from what the aesthetic society does as much as the board and you know, the trustees do. I think they benefit tremendously from it. I think they get a lot of clout from it. They have a lot of uh, determination on who they can consult with. Like, I think they just get, I think they just get a lot out of being active in the leadership. Whereas the members are just sort of like along for the ride, which is totally Okay. But if they want engagement from the members, they're going to have to provide some value. You know, like we get a lot, like us rhinoplasty society people, we get a lot of value out of being part of the rhinoplasty society. Every member there on Wednesday and Thursday walked away from that meeting with tremendous improvement in their knowledge. You know, it was so valuable. And I think that ASAPs, you know, uh, the Aesthetic Society provides good content, but it, I think it's like that. Content can be found elsewhere. It, it's not. It's not individualized. It's not. Oh, I can only get it there, you know. And I think that's what they have to find is a way to to not dilute themselves so much with all these, you know, additional meetings here and there.
1: Right. Yeah. The I, I think it's a problem. Yeah. It, is, it problem. is. You know,
0: there's a breast and body one. There's a facial one. Yeah. You know, there's they have all these really like high level specialty meetings. Which, if that's my specialty, I'll go there. I don't need to go to the big major meeting
1: meetings are fun.
0: Well, they're fun. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> You'll go but...
1: Get to see your old friends, get to go visit a different city for a week. Yeah. I mean, in, I'm into it
0: for sure. But I think the, the average guy in plastic surgery is going, well, where do I want to spend my money? How am I going to yeah. take my time off and lose my That's revenue? True. Or, you know, it's, it's, you can't go to all of them.
1: And clearly, I didn't go this year. I chose to take a vacation. So that that is the competing factor. You know, when there it falls on spring break with your kids, like that's the thing. It was right around. Maybe that was it. It was right after Easter, yep. and a lot of kids were on spring break. Definitely. So that's why I wasn't there. So like, that might have been part of it too. Other families might have been on spring break as well.
0: Well, it, it it's definitely something they should consider. Obviously, they w- will not listen to you and me, but they'll you know they'll find out, figure out how they want to get that the attendance used to be much greater. Obviously this is the first meeting yeah. post COVID. So Post-COVID. maybe that has a lot to do with it. So, yeah. but I thought it just, you know, it was crickets. It was pretty, pretty quiet.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you enjoyed at least your rhinoplasty stuff. That's great. And you got some experience and saw some friends and colleagues. So we're, hopefully we're coming back this week. Rejuvenated from spring break. Got yes. Some knowledge from ASAPS, the aesthetic society.
0: Yeah. The, um, I did interact with a uh, resident from a uh, program in our area who saw me like I was talking to um, one of my buddies from Mexico Mm -hmm. and uh, he was like, is that Dr. Calvert? I was like, "Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. he goes, dude, your podcast rules. I was like, really? (laughs) He's like, yeah, he goes, you have no idea how many questions I got right on the in-service exam because of you guys.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. In service is sort of what every plastic surgery resident takes every year on a regular basis and it tests your knowledge of plastic surgery and you get a score. It's kind of like the SATs for plastic surgery residents.
0: So he's totally cool. pumped.
1: <laughs> so it's like we know some stuff. We know a little bit of stuff.
0: So he said that he, he said, like as he's taking the test, like he's like, Oh, they said that on the podcast. I oh, <laughs> said that on the podcast. Oh, I remember that on the podcast. He listens every week. And I was like, well, dude, you got to tell the other residents, like get on the podcast, take a listen, that's but, great. Uh, but he also said that he really enjoys it. And that's really fun to listen to. And, and, uh, if you're looking for plastic surgery, knowledge, he's like, that's the place to go. Like you guys like roll through stuff and we do.
1: Well, that's the idea. We're here to educate, have a little bit of fun, laugh at ourselves, mostly ourselves.
0: Pretty easy to laugh at ourselves.
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty
0: easy. We, we, we don't have any problem with that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah and to explain and to hopefully teach and I learn I learn from you I learn from you so yeah yeah, overall we are big in education I think that's maybe the take-home of this podcast education is constantly ongoing for us for our colleagues for our trainees Um, we never ever stop learning and improving and that's I think probably the most important thing about what we do and how we do it
0: agree more. Uh, let's see what else about this ASAP Aesthetic Society meeting. I will tell you that I did get recruited to play a Battle of the Bands on Friday. Oh, that's
1: right. Uh, that's yeah. right. Your inner rock star came out this weekend.
0: Yeah, that was pretty nuts. Uh on a on Monday of last week, oren Tepper from uh, New York called me and said, Dude, you play guitar, right? I was like, Yeah. He goes, We may need you. We got we, you know. Jason Rustein's band is not going to be able to play. And we're going to put a band together to do this battle of the bands that they'd already paid for like two stage setups and like a huge bash. Like it was huge what they put together. And uh, he goes, I'm going to send you the set list and see what you think. And I was like, all right. So he sends the set list over. And the next day I'm like practicing away. And, <laughs> I mean, I just worked really hard at it. And I said, okay, I can do this song, this song, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we got together for two hours on Friday or two hours on Thursday. And then two hours before the show on Friday, and we played a set list of ten tunes and it was really fun. You
1: guys rocked. You guys nailed it. I think it was you won. Fun. We you
0: won, won the Battle right? of the Bands. You won too. the Battle like, of the Bands. The other band was like one of the companies had a band that they played together for a long time and they were really good. Um, I think we just won because like people couldn't even believe that we were up on stage like was like what? <laughs> who, who said that you guys could do this? but it was really cool and I think everybody had a really good time. so that was the fun part. But yeah, it was uh, I haven't played out a gig like that since uh, you know in a very very long time. It was cool. Well,
1: I think I see something in your future at the next meeting. you might be tapped again.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know to uh, be a thing. Yeah, we were trying to name the band and some of the names that came up were pretty awesome. I really want to only it-
1: imagine plastic surgery humor <laughs> at this point.
0: Well, I wanted to name it Serratus because I just thought it was a cool name. I think that that is a band name if I've ever heard one.
1: That is some medical dorky humor right there. That's totally
0: right. Dude, what's your band name? Serratus. I mean, I think that would be, that would work.
1: Why not Zygomatic while you're at
0: it? (laughs) Zygomaticus. Yeah. My uh, buddy, Adam Katz used to call me Calverticus Maximus (laughs) in in residency. So anyway, totally. I mean, I (laughs) listen, I have a playlist on my Spotify called nerd rock. So there's there's (laughs) a reason for that. Um, Any other questions about ASAPs, Melissa?
1: No, I'm bummed. I wasn't there, but I'm glad you represented for us. And I'm looking forward to next year. Hopefully it will not be at the same time as my child's having spring break.
0: It's in Miami. You better look it up now.
1: Yeah, I will. I'm loving that. It was in Miami two years ago and it was fantastic. That was actually our first post-COVID meeting. And it was like literally three weeks after all of the, you know, wheels had come off with COVID restrictions and it was very liberating and exciting. So I'm looking forward to coming back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now Miami's sweet. Um, and we also have uh, uh, the MCAS meeting coming up,
1: That's where coming
0: we'll, up we will be months. doing a live podcast. Yes, <laughs> from, stay from
1: tuned. Set your calendars.
0: We will keep you everybody posted on that. All right. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here, and uh, you know I'll see you uh, for a live podcast probably in a week or two, or maybe Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe we'll get one in this week. We'll see. Because yeah, we're going to need one for the next week. We're busy. I know we got a lot going on. But other than that, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it.
1: You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Surgery.
0: And to reach me, the phone number is 310 777 Zero zero. my website is drcalvert.com drcalvert.com instagram dr j calvert and of course you may want to check out our youtube channel for the beverly hills plastic surgery podcast which is simply that beverly hills plastic surgery podcast hope to see you all in the office very soon